0: Welcome, welcome. This is the first, the official first installation of The Real is Real Podcast. My name is Bo. I got my boy Rick with me. What's good,
1: everybody? Welcome to The Real is Real Podcast. Here's our official episode.
0: Let's do it. Hey man, let's do it, man. So, uh, what's one thing that you're really, really grateful for today? Everything, as everything. As I say always... Blessed to wake up
1: to see another 24 and the small things. Feel it, bro. Can't look at what you don't have. Stop looking at what you don't have. And just be blessed when we're here. What's some kind of
0: What about you? Oh, uh, man. Grateful. We're grateful for gratitude, man. You know, sometimes, sometimes things don't always go the way you want it. And, you know, some days may be a little slower than others, but every day is important. You should be just grateful for everything, just the gratitude you give, you know, yourself, and just being able to, you know, wake up, man, at something else. Something else. Some people don't get a chance to wake up in the morning, but you wake up able bodied, you know, with everything working. That's something you should definitely be grateful for. And as I've gotten
1: older, like I started, like, Really, really realizing what what people used to a person was, you know, when I was in, in into MMA, Chris Cyborg. But, you know, she's older now, but she's still doing her thing. So, Zayn Walee, of course. I like Aja Wilson.
0: Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel it. Feel it. Women's, like, and while we're on the topic of women's sports, um, we all know between them and the NBA it's a it's a giant discrepancy in pay. Um, how do you feel about that discrepancy in pay, man? I think if
1: a woman, a woman can do anything, what they say, a woman can do anything a man can do. So I mean, if they playing professional basketball as well, they should be eligible to get two hundred million dollar contracts too. But it's just so underappreciated, like society, like, you know, people underappreciate women, especially in sports. And then you got idiots like Sean Strickland, that want to go on their press conference and say, we need to put them back in the kitchen. Like, what sense does that make? And it's like, you know, I saw the Adesanya interview when he was saying, you know, a guy like Sean Strickland, the UFC was worried about him. They were worried about making that fight because, you know, you worry about a guy like him embarrassing the company don't nobody want nobody representing their company and you saying, you know, we need to put women back in the kitchen and you saying all kind of, you know, just stuff like that, bro. Like, I saw that interview about, like, a few weeks ago when I was, you know, looking at the highlights of his last fight and, you know, stuff like that, it just doesn't sit right with me and, you know, it's just pure ignorance and we don't need people like that on top of everything else. And how we under, well, not us, but, you know, how society underappreciated women, bro. Because I love WNBA. I just, you know, I still ain't been to no damn game. Right. i will definitely like to go to one. I ain't Me too. I've been saying it. It's just I ain't, I ain't even looked at no tickets. Shit, yeah. they got a jersey
0: on my side. Shit, I'll get one too. Definitely that. Definitely that.
1: Um. They definitely hit on prize picks. Oh, shit. i down. So, we need to show some love. Catch a dream game. Sit courtside. Yeah. Vibes,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, good vibes. Man. Um. They definitely need to be paid the same. They need to be... Compensated for the preparation they have, and their seasons are shorter, and they're the way how they keep players for like for like seasons to seasons. Like if you have a two year that that second year, you know you'll you know you you won't be playing that many games, and it's it they you know they they just don't retain players on those WNBA rosters how the NBA does it, and you know exactly how the CBA. For the NBA That Collective bargaining agreement Needs to include The WNBA too Cause mm-hmm. it Cause it feels as though They're just out on like A leg of their own And It shouldn't be like that Should not be like that
1: And I need to look more into it About their CBA Cause I don't know how their CBA Or their contracts work yeah. I need to look more into it like, Because They should get paid They should be eligible For nine figure contracts too Yeah, yeah Come on yeah. you know?
0: I don't see why not. If Dylan Brooks can run off with $81 million from the Rockets, <laughs> you need to be playing, paying all of those top 10 WNBA players for, like, you need to be paying them Dylan Brooks-type money at least. At least. I feel you on that one. Speaking of damn Dylan Brooks, what you think <laughs> he going to do this um, next season? If I'm being honest, bro, Dylan Brooks, his game is um, – his game just appears real small to me. Um, his bag is not deep. Um, I don't even know if he has more than four go-to moves he can go to when he, you know, when he has a ball in his hand. Because a lot of people like to have that discussion of, okay, well, is this person a good NBA player? Okay, well, if he is, what can he do when the ball is in his hand? What well, is he gonna drive and kick? Is he gonna drive to try to make a shot? Is he gonna try to move somebody aside to create for someone else? Mm-hmm. What 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 truly defines an NBA player? Because a lot of people who are you know just now getting into the NBA and the younger generation they confuse a role player with like an actual NBA like starter.
1: Yeah. A role
0: player is gonna is basically like a system that you have. You know you solid role player. Yeah, yeah. You plug in that one chord just for that. It's nothing else. Yeah. But for all your other chords, they give you you know variety. Whatever that may be. So, Dylan Brooks, um, I don't see him averaging 20 points. And that's no shade to him. I honestly do not see him averaging more than 20 points on that loaded uh, Houston Rockets team.
1: Do you think he would have an impact, like a, a major? Uh, how, big would his imp- how big would his impact be
0: on the Rockets team uh, as far as playoffs, playing seeds? <laughs> um. Dylan Brooks is coming off of it, it, of of course this was his playoff debut even though know, he would never been in the playoffs. He came off of a you know, he came off of a very uh piss poor outing um when uh, guarding LeBron James and then he had the nerve to you know, bark at him mm-hmm. and Dylan Brooks could not back it up. So those Houston Rockets players they seen that. They seen you know him him get signed. He's going to have a role more so more so in like preparation standpoint. Not so much as anything on the court or he can make them better. That'd be Fred Van Fred Van Bleet, who they also picked up this summer. That'd be him. He's gonna Damn, be I mentoring. forgot they picked his ass up. I, I fuck with Van mm-hmm. He's with gonna Van be mentoring um Jalen uh, Green. And Kevin Porter. He there too still. Yeah, um they said they might not move forward with him. Um, hopefully, he's there to start the season. And, you know. I hope. Kind of like, like a sign of trade like that. Some guys just
1: still have to go deal with the fame and the maturation process. But the
0: maturation process. Shit. definitely. If you got a solid young core of players, it will behoove you to keep them together. Who's your best young t- team inside the league right now? Oh, shit. OKC. Oh, yeah. Locked oh. and loaded. I can't wait. Locked and loaded, man. I can't wait.
1: And I don't really pay too much attention to the draft as much as I used to, but... I do catch a glance at it, but I want to see what Wimbayama do. I definitely
0: I'm a want to see what he do. I'm a Wimbayama fan. Um the slander that he was receiving after that first game that wasn't all that good inside of Summer League, that slander he was receiving, bro, was unwanted. And some of the slander that was being said was from people who are in no way, shape, form are credible to even be talking about. Stuff, stuff of that nature to that
1: extent. See, shit like that, it really, it really just irks me how you got these idiots on TV, you know, bashing African Americans, athletes. Period. Yeah. Skip Bayless with his punk ass. He, the, he's the prime suspect, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you got you listen. This guy's on TV. He's been on TV for years. Like before we was born. You like you bashing athletes. Like who the fuck is Skip Bayless? <laughs> exactly. Like, who the fuck is he? <laughs>
0: exactly, bro. Like. Where does your the name fucking idiot become bro. credible?
1: It makes me sick, bro. I cannot I cannot understand. Like how could anybody want to slip and watch skip Bayless, bro? Zero credibility, you know no sports. Like it's only certain analysts I really pay attention to. And it's like when you are an analyst, you cannot be biased. So that's why I say it's only certain people that's why I'm at like ESPN with the dumbass decision they made. Like, come on now. Now certain analysts I like, they actually Know the game. Like, at times, like, even Kendrick Perkins. No. Now, he at times, Kendrick Perkins says a lot of off-the-wall shit. Like, yeah. he says a lot of crazy shit. But I like Kendrick Perkins as an analyst. I like Stephen A. as an analyst. I like Matt Barnes as an analyst. Yeah. I like, I can't think of her name. She's on um, NBA Countdown, um, the dark-skinned NBA play. It's like, oh, ooh, Mike. <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't want to say her name. was like, yeah. old, old Mike or something like that. Yeah. Let me look it up, but. I like her as an analyst, too. Um, of course, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, but they got rid of them. You know, a, a stupid-ass decision. I just don't like people who go on TV tearing down and bashing players, bro. Like, yeah. I hate that shit, bro. Like, Steve Bayless, he, yeah. he knows zero sports. And they do it because they know they can't be touched.
0: Like, yeah. only Only certain players deserve true slander. There's only... <laughs> Some players deserve that slander, but most of them don't. And in Wemiano's case, he definitely didn't. Um, he definitely didn't deserve that bash after summer league. Would they expect him to have fifty? Exactly, bro. It's, it's summer league. They kill me with that He's shit. He's
1: from bro. France. And Ogle, Ogle my... Okay. Yeah, her name. yeah, she's a good analyst. I like her as an analyst. She actually knows what, it, what she's talking about, and she doesn't bash or tear people down. Yeah, so man. I like her as an analyst. Now, I'm not saying don't hold nobody accountable. Like, you know, for example, with Ben Simmons, something like Chris and he was getting, you know, a lot of analysts, they all made valid points. It's just, you know, don't talk shit if you can't back it up. Exactly. Don't talk shit if you can't back it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, know, yeah. you walk around and you talk that shit, and then you get out there and score one point, and then you fold when it matters most, and you, you get mad when everybody's, you know, coming down on you. Right. With Kobe Bryant, that's why we like Kobe Bryant.
0: Mm-hmm. Kobe didn't do that. But everybody can't have that mamba mentality. Everybody don't got that moment mentality. My favorite young team inside the league, with honorable mention to OKC because I think they have yeah. like the they have the picture perfect one. Yeah. Uh don't sleep, do not sleep on the Orlando Magic as well as the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings like came onto the scene this past playoffs. I like the showing from De'Aaron Fox, those clutch buckets. You got Keegan Murray stepping up. Sabonis playing on both ends, like Malik Monk. Yes, like you have a a a well-oiled machine that is just budding to the scene.
1: Bro, the first time I ever watched um, Fox and Monk play, I think was it the game against Long College. Oh yeah, that was a showdown. Right. De'Aaron Fox, he's fast as shit too. Making like a damn
0: Mm -hmm. Lamborghini out there. Baseline. Baseline to baseline, literally, bro. Like this speed is. Sh- I feel like, man, up there, these young players are definitely bursting onto the scene, and you know, NBA vets, their time in the league is gonna, like the, the league is gonna forever be young, because I believe, I believe with the way that, how you're able to come in into the league is like about to change, they might actually bring back, um they might actually do, you know, do do away with the one and done. For one reason, I mean for for like one point in time, I believe that the uh you know, if you wanted to foresee the college route to go to the draft, you had to do what the NFL players had to do when they want to get drafted. They have to have a freshman year. They have to have Uh, Exceptional sophomore year And that junior year is basically showing What you can put on tape to those NFL scouts And that's the way it should be For the college basketball rounds too Because okay, you're a highly talented freshman Coming out of high school You reclass once or twice So you're going against people three times your age And you're 16, 17 About to turn 18 as soon as the draft comes And now you have now Now you're in a you're playing against grown men. Yeah. You're I, playing against grown men, and you have to not only hold up your name, but you always, but you have to get stronger, for one. You have to mature. You're still a teenager.
1: I actually didn't mind who came drafted from high school, though. Coming straight out of high school. Yeah.
0: My thing is, it's just,
1: you have the right people around you at the time, and you know, money management. Yeah. Money management, and just the right people. And even to piggyback what you were saying about the, the young teams, and I agree with what you were saying about the Kings. I think – I'm not going to lie. The Kings should be a top-five seed this season. And oh, yeah. another team I'm on, I have high expectations for as well as the Pelicans because I really believe Zion and Ingram, like, with that, they can be a contender, bro. When Ingram is on, bro, he he's balling Alvarado. And Zion, I mean, come on, bro. You, you're Zion. Yeah, you,
0: you, you are the generational talent that people –
1: Man, you' supposed to be next. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Come out in an MVP discussion.
0: Yeah, Zion. Zion should be already contending for the MVP, but there's a lot of off the court things going on with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. you hope it. You know, yeah. you, do, you know, in the long
0: run, you hope you know
1: our favorite athletes that we see, you know, can get their personal things, you know, in line. You know, personal matters. Ain't cause I miss watching Zion play, bro. I love watching Zion play. I like that, you know. and Kawhi. Like, yeah. damn, Kawhi was like one. Of, always been one of my favorite players. He laid back. He ain't really all that social media. He just want to hoop, go about his day. And, you know, you feel me into all that stuff. And a lot of people don't like that shit. They do not like that that they don't have access to that man' personal life. Mm-hmm. And I, I fuck with Kawhi. I you know, ain't into all that spotlight shit. I'm successful. I'm one of the best hoopers in the world. I'm just going about my business. I ain't. You feel me? Doing all this social media shit. Yeah. You know, I heard one of them analysts one time say he's too damn quiet. I'm like, bro, you tell a grown man he's too damn quiet. He ain't too quiet. A nigga don't want to talk to you. <laughs> the fuck? You mad because a grown man don't want to talk to you? Oh, he's too quiet. That's true, bro. I used to hate when people used to say that shit. I ain't nobody too quiet. nigga don't want to talk to you. He ain't talking about shit. Or you want to get some information, he can run back and gossip. Or change the narrative. But yeah, I was looking at some shit earlier. I saw that on UFC fighters they won an antitrust suit. Yes. Like 1.2 billion. How
0: you feel about that? Um, I feel like I feel like they deserve it. Um a lot of, you know, a lot of UFC fighters now, even the uh, former UFC fighter that uh that that uh, came out in the uh, initial report about that he came out and said that, you know, Wages looking a little funny, and how well do the fighters trust Dana White? Does Dana White trust the fighters? you damn right he does, because they make sure his bag is good at the end of the day, but does Dana White care about the fighters? Bro, I, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I love UFC,
1: bro, but... They declare that it's an illegal monopoly, bro. You know how bad that is? That's, that's a bad look, bro. An illegal that a monopoly. Terrible,
0: that's a terrible look.
1: You, you're talking about it as a sport... Where guys are literally putting their life on the line. You getting punched, kneed, elbowed, kicked in the head. Like, bro, you've seen some of the shots guys are taking, bro. And there's no long-term healthcare plan. Oh. No long term healthcare plan, bro. And you got guys complaining about, you know, how they can't pay for an injury or they how they need a new car and shit. Like, goddamn, y'all making all that money. They say an the antitrust 1.2 billion? $1.2 billion? Oh, man. And you got guys talking about they can't pay for their injuries? Like, bro, that's bad. That's, like, that's that's a terrible look when you think about it, bro. And I really didn't pay that much attention to it until I just started doing my own research. And I'm just seeing, like, how certain guys are just coming out, you know, about not being paid enough. We seen the one Boy situation. one Boy ain't got his money. Mark Hunt. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the Mark Hunt situation that happened back in the day. But it's just, we in business, bro. You, know, you just got crooked business man. I'm not. I'm not saying that about Dana White, but I'm just saying, in certain business practices, you're gonna always have crooked business man. Yeah. You know, one person say something bad about you. Okay, it might be bullshit. Two people, two people say something about you. Okay, no, you're you just talking. Five people say some same thing. Okay, damn. Might have a little point. Mm-hmm. Fifteen people say something. Okay, you might be on something. But if hundreds and thousands say yeah. somebody, yeah. oh, okay, it, it's something going on. There's definitely
0: something
1: going on. Cause remember when George St. Pierre wanted the box Oscar De La Hoya, and he couldn't a White with him his contract, and he was already retired. All cause you mad cause the man came back, won the belt, and vacated it. Like come on now. But you want to be in control. That just makes the company look bad. But i am still root for him. But it's just. He gonna have to answer for that. You definitely feel me? You, know. you slapped your wife on live television. You feel me? We saw you. You slapped your wife, and we made sure we heard that nonsense about Kyrie, but Dana White shit went underwater. Like, nah. <laughs> Dana White, Brett Favre, we ain't hear nothing about that bullshit they pulled. and get me started on Brett Favre. Well, Brett Favre is,
0: that's, I definitely don't look at him the same anymore when those reports came out. That is that is that is heinous. It's heinous yeah. to say the least. But yeah, that's this very heinous, bro. But the UFC
1: really gonna have to get that shit together, bro. An illegal monopoly? Come on now.
0: People all over the world contracts. Giving people fucked up contracts. Like, come on now, bro. Man. But as well as with the UFC, um you have you have those players that came and gone. So like who would like who is your who is your top five, who is your Mount Rushmore of UFC? Number one, John Bones Jones. And I'm explaining why.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> With John Jones is just his mindset, his mm-hmm. IQ. You know, when I think of great fighters, you know how people talk about I think John Jones is i lead tears for John Jones is the greatest fight I've ever seen, bro. Boxing, MMA, anything. John Jones is the greatest fight I've ever seen. So he's definitely number one. Number two, I'm going with Anderson Silva. Anderson the spider. Anderson, Anderson Silva, his prime, bro. Come on, man. Nobody wants to see Anderson Silva, bro. Anderson Silva, number three. I'm, probably, I'm going to go with GSP, George St. Pierre. He was just a different beast at world to He came back his final fight, retired, came back four years later. Moved up. Another weight class. Won the belt. Retired again. Pissed Dana White's ass off. Number three. And then number four. Ooh, that's where the tricky comes in. Because this is a toss-up between... I mean, you got... I'm going to get with the Mighty Mouse, though. Demetrius Johnson. You know, I think he had about, what, nine, ten plus title defenses? Mm-hmm. And he was just a beast. He just had that issue with Dana White. He got traded for being ass So now he don't want championship. So you really ain't going to hear the UFC talk about him too much. But... In my opinion, most people would probably say those are the top four of all time. John Jones, you can't. If you're gonna talk about top UFC fighters of all time, if your list don't got John Jones, and Anderson Silva, then you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not putting Khabib up there though. I put Khabib in my top ten, but he's not in my top five. He's he went 29 and 0, but look at his level of competition. His best three opponents was Conor McGregor. I like Conor McGregor, Justin Gaethje, and Poirier. And nothing against those guys, but those are your best three opponents out of all the people, you feel me? I feel like if Khabib wanted to make a real GOAT case, he should have moved up to welterweight, fight You know, elite wrestlers. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's friends. He was cool He cool with Kamaru, but, so most friends don't want to fight each other. But people would have wanted to see Khabib and Kamaru at welterweight when Kamaru was dominating. And I would have went with Kamaru to win, to be honest. That version of Kamaru was just a different beast. Second greatest worst of all time in my opinion. And then you have, um, it's just could be he's, I give him his props, but I look at level of competition and he didn't challenge himself at all. He just took the more so the safer route. Like instead of finding the five star, he was selling for like threes and fours, but no, no, not going knock his craft. Cause it's still a brutal ass sport. And he
0: went 29 and no, mm-hmm. 29 and no is a, is a, is a very steep climb. Most impressive part about it is, the, uh, oh, he didn't get beat. Got beat, bro. Never got knocked. Out. Never got knocked out. I think he never got knocked
1: down either. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and speaking about not being, you know, having never been knocked down, man. Um, I believe. I believe nowadays people people try to downplay and people try to knock down the success that a person is having, um, you know, um, I guess it's this thing like, you know, if like an athlete or like if just any, just regular day people is, you know, not, you know, not posting on like their social medias, you know, the type of lifestyle, like the type of quality of life that they have. People, people nowadays believe that if you're like not posting that, if you're, if you're like not showing what you're doing on like a, day-to-day basis, then you're like not on that, or you ain't got no real, you know, motion and everything. And what I, what what I also been noticing is, bro, this whole, this whole word motion, a lot of people are starting to use it. And a lot of people don't really, a lot of people not really understanding what, what real motion is. Motion, motion, like, no, I no, I don't know the technical definition, but motion is, you know, uh, basically, uh you know an object that's in you know is moving it doesn't say how fast is moving yeah. it doesn't say how slow is moving it's moving nonetheless therefore it has motion you yeah. know my motion your motion is different from everybody else's motion in the world because we live in like our life yeah, like I, mean, I posted a damn thing I mean, right like, every time I make some money you come up on some good shit and you
1: gotta run and post it that's all niggas do, bro. That's all they do. Get them yeah. same little rolls of twenties and post it on the damn ground. Trying to and spread it. it out to make it seem like it's it ain't shit, but a little. You feel me? Light bill, water bill, money. Car- not yeah. knocking that. Not knocking that shit. You getting money, but I mean, you feel me? Investing some shit. Show somebody you buy like a commercial property mm-hmm. or some shit. Open up a Roth IRA. Yeah. Some shit like that. Crypto, no, stocks. You girl. feel me? Do something instead of just posting and buying bullshit Gucci. Man. Motherfuckers, racist, bro. Yeah. But they know what they doing, bro. They know pff, niggas still gonna buy that shit, and mm, he bro. don't want niggas buying
0: that shit. But he, we know, we know how this game goes, bro. Definitely, definitely. definitely we know how, how the shit goes. goes bro. Yeah, and and even like, I like Nick Chubb, bro. Nick Chubb, you only see one video of him each year, and you don't see no other videos from him. But inside of the NFL. And aside of what he does on a day-to-day basis, he's one of the more consistent running backs of having 1,000-yard, you know, seasons, at least averaging, you know, 85, 92 yards a game carrying. Like, he's, he's toting that bitch. Damn, come to the Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. We got that new rookie, though, um, at running back. The Falcons made me a little mad with that move because we got him at a high pick, we could have waited; he still would have been on the board. But they did. it. Crazy, Just hopefully, see what the Falcons got in got in store for us, bro. Who the hell is the coach? Who, who, who is it? Arthur Smith? Who is he? Uh, he came from the uh, he came from the Tennessee um, Mike Vrabel, Burble tree. He came from he came from that lineage. Hey, we ever had a black Offense coach or any black? Defensive coordinators or assistant in the damn Uh yeah. I believe. No. Nah, we still got Dan Pease. old oh, that's Dan to, to 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 put in perspective how old Dan Pease is, Dan Pease has been around since Ben won that that one. And <laughs> he's still in the league. Dang. The defense back then? Some people say the same defense, same defense. And these and these Offensive coordinators are throwing out all these exotic looks. The running back position is dwindling. I believe that, you know. Yeah, I saw those on um, running backs. They had
1: mail no, they was talking about it. I saw it like a few weeks ago on ESPN. But they think they want to talk about the position dying
0: and all that. Yeah. got to pay them. Pay them. That's, that's the second most dangerous uh, job in the NFL besides quarterback. Yeah, and then Zeke went to the Patriots. Like... I did not explain that. Yeah, I, I wasn't explain that to the Patriots. Um, does that change the Patriots' outlook for the season? Uh, they're still going to be contending inside of the AFC, but you got the likes of, you know, Tua, Pat Mahomes, you know, you know, trying to see what Russell Wilson going to do now. Uh, so, NFL is looking, looking pretty good. The Braves are doing magnificent. As always, the best team in baseball right now. I like the Braves to win the uh, World Series. I definitely, definitely, definitely like the Braves to win the World Series. I definitely need to catch one of them games. I I definitely need to catch one of them games. Definitely, just, you know, next time they have like a giveaway, now I definitely need to go. I need a Okuna jersey. Damn hell, leaning towards that Sean Murphy jersey. I want a Kona jersey, I
1: Matt Olsen jersey, or even shit, probably Austin Riley. Austin Riley is a different Definitely got to get another Braves jersey, bro. Yeah. Got to get me another Braves jersey, because that last game we went to, them folks
0: kept coming up to us,
1: bro. Hey, yeah. that Chipper Jones on? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. They you love Chipper. chipper. <laughs> you want the Tomahawk right here? Yeah. Got to get me some Braves tats, man. I want the Tomahawk, but I'm going to just get the A with the Tomahawk for the love. Then was my second away with the A right here? that damn Tack finna be damn 8 years
1: old in October that's crazy still look the same but yeah I'm definitely gonna catch another praise man definitely gotta win the world series yeah yeah
0: um I was um I was uh talking to a person you know um talking to one of my boys from like school or whatever know for like a little man or whatever and he was you know telling me some problems he was having in his relationship now I'm not the best to give out relationship advice bro but of course I do have my I do have my insight on it bro um I just feel like he was just you know telling me that you know sometimes things he's going through is not being reciprocated by her so I'm looking at it as of course they want men to you know see things through the end A, a woman wants a man to you know see them through any. Tough times they're having, you know the storm they having, but they don't realize you want me to see you through that storm. So that means you're gonna pull me through your storm with you, even when I don't have a personal storm going on myself. Let's hmm. see. Yeah. I don't feel like. I don't feel like he should. I'm speaking on him. I feel like I feel like he should just you know. He should just forego that situation. It's no. It's no point of you bogging down yourself bogging down your mind. I know you want to see the person through, but how much of yourself are you going to sacrifice to make sure that happens? That's why I was trying to resonate with him, you know, some more. Yeah, bro. Relationships
1: is... I ain't gonna lie. The last real, like, real relationship I had, bro, was back when I was in college. Like, me and Shaulette was off and on from 2016 to 2018. And then I just had to learn Like you know For one I was young as fuck So yeah. I ain't mean, the fuck am I trying to Goddamn Tie yeah. here? Now Then two I'm in mean goddamn college But like I'm at Alabama State Where like They just around you Everywhere Like right. you all know, Kind of people Like come on bro, I can I say like If you want to get In a relationship Like especially Like in college Unless you really Really like him I mean I say The best thing to do Is wait Like wait it out Cause your first few years there, you're gonna be and of course, you're going to get your work done, but you still going to have fun. But and then to piggyback on that relationship thing, too, is just... That's where the communication comes in, too, bro. Like, a folks really don't know how to communicate. Like, they say they do, bro, and they say they will, but they really don't, bro. Because if you... If it's something that's bothering you and you really, really care, and you really, like, want to be with the person, you're going gonna to say it right then. Right. And it's like... It's different now that we old now. Like, when we was younger, it was different because niggas was just on different shit. But... Since we're older now, you gotta communicate. because That's what a lot of these relationships are like is just communication. And just be like a little misinformation and things get misinterpreted, and they wanna look at social media and all that. Yeah. And try to use some shit that they saw on the social media posts or some shit somebody had to post in the posting, try to say, okay, well, such and such said, you know, I saw this on Instagram, so. This what you should be doing, but it's like, nah, fuck that. Don't rely on no damn social media, like you gotta mind your fucking own. Yeah. That's what kills me about social media, bro. Like social media some folks mind, like, you no, know, you gotta mind your own. Quit taking what you see or what somebody else say or do, bro. And like, you no. Know, come up with your own shit, like right? your own ideology for how you wanna handle your relationship. Fuck that damn social media post. Yeah. that's just a motherfucker's opinion. Right. And most of them be biased. Most of them be definitely biased, man. You know,
0: and relationships are just not for everybody bro i feel like i feel like people should go through those um with caution but not saying that you shouldn't be all in on that person but um just to the viewers listening like just understand that you have a long life to live as long as you're you know not doing things day to day to end it you know um this has been a, definitely, this this has been a nice episode, not even going to lie. Yeah, yeah, good little first episode. Good first episode. Love it. So, to the viewers listening, this is the Real is Real podcast. Always, stack, pray, and stay the fuck out the way.
1: Stay I the motherfucking way. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all have a good night.